Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back or welcome to Behind the Girl Boss. I'm your host Amanda and if you didn't know anything about me already, my name is Amanda. I'm a 22-year-old content creator from Montreal, Canada. I currently study at Concordia University full-time in communication studies and I also do YouTube, this podcast, Instagram blogging. I own two small businesses, one being an apparel company called Kuki Apparel and one being a candle company called Wan Candles. And I also do some freelance video editing and podcast editing on the side. So that's a little bit about me. There's podcasts like it's called Behind the Girl Boss. I love to talk to individuals, mainly women because girl boss mode, about their experiences, their business journeys, their entrepreneurship journeys, their YouTube journeys, their TikTok journeys, whatever it may be. I just love to talk to women about their journeys, how they got to where they are today, their goals, their aspirations, what they want to do with their lives. And I just think it's so beautiful and so cool to see how every single person is on like a different journey, every single person's on a different vibe, everyone's on a different like end goal in their life and a different energy. And it's just been so much fun so far and I'm just so happy with how the podcast is going, how it's growing and just all the amazing people that I've met along the way and that I've become friends with along the way because of the podcast. I'm just really grateful and um, I'm okay, I promise. It's just like so, it's so such a nice feeling. So yeah, that's this podcast. Um, Before we jump into the podcast episode for today, I want to do our journal segment for the week. So today's journal segment is something that is pretty simple. I really think it's um, just something that we can all write about um, and not have to think too much about. So today's journal prompt is, what is unique about your personality? I feel like this is a fun, easy, and doesn't take too much thinking because it's about you. But I think every single person has something different about themselves. Every single person has something else to offer. Every single person is just so unique, so beautiful. And we all have our own energy, our own vibe. And we're all different. So I want you to sit down right now and write about something that you think is unique about yourself. Whether it be how creative you are, whether it be how generous you are, whether it be a talent you have, I want you to sit down there, really soak it in and really write about what makes you unique and embrace it because we're all beautiful, unique individuals and we all have to accept that and realize that. And I think this will be a really good personal development prompt for you guys. So now for today's episode, we have Creator Jewels on the podcast with us. Creator Jewels is literally a vibe. Like honestly, talking to them just like was a vibe, like a real vibe. And you'll understand what I mean. Like their energy just radiated on me and I just enjoyed the conversation so much. So Creator Jewels is the founder of How To Be Social. The best way for me to describe How To Be Social is a creative space. In their bio, it says elevating the creative through education and community. So you will find out so much more about how to be social during the podcast, but basically Creator Jules is the founder of How To Be Social, and she is also a musician, which let me tell you guys, her music is literally amazing, and to me, it gives me like an indie kind of soul vibe, and I'm a fan, I'm a fan, and I hope you guys are too, but without further ado, if you're interested in learning about how to be an entrepreneur the world of entrepreneurship, and also the world of being a musician. This episode is for you, and I'm super excited for you guys to listen to it, so let's get started. Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back to Behind the Girl Boss. Today we have yet another guest and we have Creator Jules with us, so hi. You want to start off by introducing yourself to everyone listening? Yeah, for sure. Um, First of all, thank you so much. I'm grateful to be here. Thank you for inviting me into your space. 
Um, hello, everybody that is listening. My name is Creator Jules. I am a creative business strategist, a CEO of How to Be Social, and a musician. Um, I love all things creative, and I support all types of creatives, and that's kind of my whole gig. I love that. Um, before we kind of jump into the questions, I like to do a little hot seat segment to kind of just like break the ice and get into things. So um, what is your go-to meal? My go-to meal? Um, I really like carbs. <laughs> Same. <laughs> like carbs. I'm like, mm, yeah. So I think the easiest thing that I make at home is probably like, like I'll do like, like tacos, like chicken tacos usually because it literally like takes no time at all. But yeah, chicken tacos or like pasta if I order in. Love that. I love tacos. Like they're so good. Yeah. And so easy. Just like, yeah, I know it's like literally so easy. Some like foods are so like complicated to make that. Like I literally have no energy or time to do that. I know I've constantly said like, don't get me wrong. I can cook myself, but like if I can find a man one day that like will cook for me, that'll be the dream. <laughs> Honestly. Um, so the next one is who is your favorite singer or a musician? Ooh, ah, uh, <laughs> still like here's the thing is like I really love music in general and I haven't always been that way but I just really love music um if I would have to say like I feel like there's songs that I like and I like the one that comes to mind right now is like Lord has this song that I really resonated with and it was like um no oh, no what is the name of the song I'm embarrassing myself on the podcast already <laughs> the name of this song um poop now i can only think of green light and i wasn't even a big fan of that song <laughs> i mean lord has no, like such did, a cool style though yeah i will say i think my favorite musicians or types of artists are like billy eilish lord and not because of their music per se but like i just love the fact that they're such young hustlers and they're like mm -hmm. killing it at such a young age and i've always found that very admirable yeah, no, I love both of them too. So good answer. <laughs> and the last one is, what is a TV show you can watch over and over and never get tired of? Steven Universe. <laughs> I've never watched that. Uh, okay, so <laughs> let me just explain to you the best show ever and why I'm just literally a big <laughs> kid. Um, so I love cartoons and anime. And so Steven Universe was a show on Cartoon Network and it's run by B Rebecca Sugar. And I actually changed my answer. My favorite musician is Rebecca Sugar because like her music <laughs> is just like so beautiful. And she did all the, she was like a co-creator on Adventure Time and she was the main creator of Steven Universe. And Steven Universe is just about this little boy and it's like, he is like part gem and he's part human and like basically saves the world. And I know it's like <laughs> the cliche, like little boy superhero show, but it was like a kid's show with adult themes and it made me cry on multiple occasions. So <laughs> Steven Universe. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm going to check it out. Um, never heard of it before, but it sounds, sounds good. Yeah. If you like cartoons, it's, it's a bop. I mean, I like Bob's Burgers. I think that's the only like cartoon that I watch right now. <laughs> so it's definitely nothing like Bob's Burgers. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll try. I'll maybe, try. Yeah, maybe it's not your cup of tea. That's okay. <laughs> um, so basically, we're just going to jump into the podcast. Um, I split it up into sections. So I have the beginning, we're going to talk about how to be social. Then we're going to move, move on to your music, um, organization, and time management. Then we'll end off with some Instagram questions I got. So. For sure. I should have worn my glasses. I can't see anything. Okay. Um, so when did you start your journey as a creative entrepreneur? And when did you start your company, How to Be Social? So 
I would like to think that I've always kind of been an entrepreneur because back in elementary school, we would sell these like little candles and like trade <laughs> stickers and stuff. And so I would like decorate these candles and like sell Love them. That. And they actually made a rule at our school that like we weren't allowed to sell shit anymore. <laughs> Am I allowed to cuss on this podcast? Yeah. Yeah, I do. It's okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. I was like, oh, should I ask before we started? But anyways um so yeah I would sell candles when I was in elementary school but when I really started like how to be social as a company which I would coin as like my real first company I think I started it so I started as a small blog and it was just like to inspire people to be the best that they could be and like I never really made any money off of it it wasn't like anything that I was doing for profit it was just something I did because like I was going through a personal growth journey in my life and I really wanted to share with people that they were also invincible and they could do anything that they wanted to do. Um, and from there it just really grew and I had a digital marketing job and like anytime I learned something about a digital marketing job, I implemented it into my business and then the business kind of got to a point where I was like, well, like if it never comes offline, it's pretty hypocritical. And so I started throwing events and my community at the time was creatives. And so like creatives came to my events and I started identifying the needs of my creatives, which is, you know, how to do business. And so mm -hmm. I started bringing in like business experts to talk about the business side of creating a creative, like I'd bring in lawyers, talk show hosts, um, just anybody in, in between, um, people that were professional photographers and videographers, um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how the journey of how to be social grew into what it is. And then last year I launched it as a talent agency and a marketing agency, mm -hmm. which very quickly, if there's one thing that I can tell, like people that are getting started in their entrepreneurial journey, it's okay to try something and then not like it. Like I tried it. It wasn't my favorite thing that I've ever done. And I realized I was like, this doesn't really light me up like I thought it would. And so now I'm changing the model again. And I think I am a very young entrepreneur comparatively to a lot of people. And I think that it's okay if you're still figuring it all out and you're still figuring out what lights you up. Because if you just do something because of money or you do something just because like you think it's what you're supposed to do or the world wants you to do it, you're never really going to be happy. And then maybe 10 years from now, you're successful at it, but you've never really been happy throughout the process. No, I love that. And I feel like, yeah, like that was really good. And I liked your ending too. Cause I feel like some people will do anything to have money, but then they won't have like that internal happiness. And people say like money buys happiness, but I personally think like it could to an extent, but like full-time like happiness or like longevity, like things like that will make you happy. Yeah. And at some point you really have to figure out, you know, I've, feel like I've gone through like these spurts of personal growth in my life where it's like you think you look back on a year like wow I grew so much that year and it's like really I can look back at key points in my life and be like oh I went through a lot of shit during that mm -hmm. time so it forced me to grow up and I think that if you're building your business with the idea of I read this quote today I think it was by Henry David Thoreau and it was like if all you're doing is trying to achieve your goals and all you'll do is achieve your goals, but really the goal and like the benefit of the journey or the benefit is the journey on the way to your goals. And I think that that in particular is so powerful for entrepreneurs because being an entrepreneur grows you and stretches you in ways that you would have never thought imaginable. And like even past the point of building a business, it's like the people that you involve and like the relationships and how you deal with them and grow with them. So yeah. Oh, I love that. And when you had your like in-person events, how did you like reach out to people? How did you get like talk show hosts and those type of people to come to your events? So one thing that my personality type is very much like adept at is like, 
I am a natural like charmer, I guess, if you will. Like people just resonate with me and I resonate with people. It's like one of my gifts in life is I am a connector. And so I just really enjoy people. Like when I was in college, my minor was going to be sociology. I switched it uh, to international relations, but I'm actually planning on going back and getting my PhD in cognitive psychology because I just truly love like how people tick. Um, and so I think that that has always really aided me and I'm never scared to go out and just talk to somebody because if there's one thing that I know truly about people is that we all have an underlying fear or doubt or something that makes us human and I think that there's just always somewhere that we can relate with people um, and I think there's a fear it's the spotlight syndrome where people think people are always thinking about them but in reality people are always thinking about themselves yes and so if you can just get over the fact that like people aren't thinking about you all the time like it makes connecting with people a lot easier and so I was just very fearless in my approach of people um, and I went, if I saw somebody that I liked, I went in the line with them. The one thing I will say that I probably messed up a lot in the beginning was I was trying to partner with people that I didn't really resonate with, that I was like, oh, this person can give me something and like, not in a bad way, because they could get something out of me too. And we just did it because we could get something out of each other, which just didn't leave me fulfilled at the end of the day. Like if I'm going to work with somebody, I want to really like the person that I'm working with. I want it to be fun. I want it to be a game. And like, that's what I want out of it. And so, yeah, don't do business with people that don't light you up. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So right now, what do you currently offer at How To Be Social? So um, right now we've actually switched over to doing two things. One, we do a seminar called Creating a Creative Business. And basically this is a seminar that teaches artists. So if you do photography, videography, graphic designing, modeling, um, fine art, whatever type of art you do, and you want to create an impact from your art, you want to create wealth from your art, this is the seminar that's going to teach you everything you need to know about creating that business to support that art uh, as a business. There's that that we do. The other thing that we're going to start doing here in Q3 is we're going to start partnering with large organizations like uh, Fossil, 7-Eleven, t um, we're going to start partnering with them alongside a board that is going to allow us to do these large partner events um, for creatives in our city. And eventually I want to do that in cities like Canada, uh, Toronto, Canada. I want to do that here in Dallas, New York, Miami, Chicago. So yeah, those are the two things that we offer at the seminar right now. And then eventually we're going to do large partner events. So fun. So is this like a solo job or do you have employees or do you have people that work with you? So last year I had eight people on staff and then I had about 30 people that were contracted. Um, at the very end of last year, I realized how miserable I was because <laughs> I was trying to be this idea of what an entrepreneur was supposed to be. And so I thought that I needed the employees. I thought that I needed to put on like this image of, oh, like I have it all. I'm a CEO. And I just got really sick. Like I got really not like sick of it because I love people, but I got sick myself because I wasn't taking care of myself to try to keep up this like image of what I thought I needed to be. Um, and so at the end of last year, I ended up only keeping like my operations girl and my accountant kind of just going back to the basics of like, what is it that I really want to do? Um, and I think it's okay to, it, it was really hard because like you feel like you're disappointing a lot of people, but at the end of the day, you really just have to fill your own cup up first and then fill up other people's. So yeah, I've had lots of employees and I've had no employees. <laughs> Love that. Um, so what's been your greatest challenge with starting your own company? Honestly, I think that there's new challenges all the time. I think the biggest one is just 
knowing my own sense of self-worth and understanding that like my business or the things that I do don't impact who I am as a person and that yeah, the things that I do aren't who I am as a person either. It's like, I just have to love me for me and know that that's enough. That's the hardest part because you get so lost in like what the idea of the world wants you to be, whether it's society, friends, or family. And you just get really lost and it really stinks. And I, you know, really encourage anybody that's going on this journey. It's like, don't put on a front because you're only hurting yourself and other people that are watching you. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And then if we look at like the flip side, what's been like your best success story that you have with your company? For sure. Um, I mean, we've done a lot of really cool stuff. Like we've partnered with WeWork, we've partnered with Bumble to host events. We've uh, had events with over 300 people. We've put more than, I would say, we've almost put six figures back into the creative economy just by booking creative gigs and like uh, paying our employees, different things like that. Um, and so like, there's a lot of things that I'm really proud of through how to be social. Um, one thing that I've been dealing with lately though, is like not letting that be my existence of like, mm -hmm. oh, but look at all these things that I've done. It's like more so of like, wow, those are really great things that I've done. And like, look at all the things that I'm going to do in the future. And I'm okay with where I'm at right now. You know, it's good to look at it that way because I feel like, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it or put it into words, but I think like the way that you think about it is really it's a good way to think about it and it'll keep you going. Yeah, because I think, you know, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are always trying to one-up themselves. of so like, oh, I've always got to get better. I've always got to do better. I can't go backwards. Like, I've got to always do better. Um, and I think that that will leave you hungry. Like, I think that'll always leave you like a starving wolf, always looking for the next kill. Um, and honestly, like, entrepreneurial journey, I do not advise it for people that think that it's just, like, uh, always up journey. Like, you're just always building. Like, there are some years, like, I would say 2019 was a really great year for me as a solo entrepreneur before I started like how to be social with all the employees and stuff. I made mm -hmm. six figures that year. I was traveling the globe. Like I had a great time. I started the company, COVID hit. We were like, yeah, <laughs> this kind of sucked. But um, it's not always going to be an upward journey. And that's what I'm realizing. This year is already starting off as a better year because I'm taking care of myself more and like, I'm getting to reimagine what my life looks like. So yeah. No, awesome. So we're going to kind of shift into like your musician side now, which is really cool. So when did you first get into music and creating your own? So my music journey is really interesting because like my whole family has always been really musical. And this is something that I personally had to, I think music has helped me discover myself in a lot of ways because I'm a pretty spiritual person and so growing up my family was always really into music and like we were always singing at church and stuff but I always was told like or I wasn't told this I always observed that I wasn't as good as other people at music or at least that's what I thought because everybody else always got put on a pedestal above me and so I just kind of bowed out I was like oh well if I'm not gonna be the best at it then I don't want to do it yeah <laughs> so that's the good and the bad part about my personality and I'm learning that now is like you should just do things for the joy of it rather than trying to be the best at it and so I didn't actually really get into music I'd always kind of written and played guitar a little bit of piano 
but I didn't really get into it and start creating my own music until the beginning of last year. Actually, what is it, like February 11th? So like January 31st of last year. Actually, I'm going to tell the story because this is a really cool story. <laughs> this is just like the power of manifestation. But like at the beginning of last year, I was like, I'm going to get into music. And so I bought like a MIDI, like I was researching programs. I was trying to like do a step on GarageBand. To make a long story short, I could not figure it out. It was super freaking hard. <laughs> And so, like, I just kind of was giving up at that point. And so at the end of that month of January, I was hosting an event with a client of mine for South by Southwest. And this girl came up to me and she was like, hey, I follow you on Instagram. I love your stuff, yada, yada, yada. I was like, dope. Um, she's like, I want you to meet my music manager. I was like, cool, for sure. And so he comes up and immediately I recognize this man. Like he had been following me for two years on Instagram and like liked all my posts. But like <laughs> when a dude kind of like likes all your posts and like comments on your stories, you're kind of like, oh, kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it was always nice and he was never creepy, but I just like, it was funny because I was like, oh, I know exactly who you are. And so we ended up chatting. I ended up meeting up with him. And to make a long story short, he asked me to be part of like his music group, which was called Greenhouse Studios. And I've been creating with them ever since. And I absolutely love them. Those men are like some of my closest friends these days. And uh, they just really gave me the opportunity to like start creating my music. And I actually put out three songs last year. I ended up taking one of them down. I put up Favorite Moments, which is actually like the biggest hit so far, which for a lot of artists, they don't get past the thousand mark um, for a while. And I, with my very first song, like got to like, I think it's almost at 3,000 streams right now on Spotify, which across the board, it's probably got around like five or 6,000, which is really, really cool. Yeah, that's good. And so, and then my second song I put out was Good Vibes, which while I love Good Vibes, and I think it does put out lots of good vibes, <laughs> I ended up taking it down because it didn't match the style of music that I was going for, which is more of like a lo-fi, Ella Fitzgerald, like very jazzy type of feel. But if you want to support me as an artist, it's on my website. You can donate and download it. <laughs> but you actually had a radio station donate and they downloaded it and they're having me on their radio station like next week. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then the last one that I just recently put out is called Seasons. And Seasons is more of like a very poetic song. And it's about like how, you know, just being young in life and trying to figure out like through all the voices, like, whose voice is the right voice and like what you should be listening to. And so like, you just end up having to let it all go and just like knowing that it's going to be okay. And in order to like elevate into your next part of life, like you just got to let it go. Yes. <laughs> um, so you kind of answered this a bit, but like what type of music do you create and like what kind of artist would you like, if you had to label yourself as, what would you label yourself as? Um, Lo-fi jazz. Is that like a I don't think that's a genre. I, but I like, mean, I think that would maybe be considered under like indie. I maybe, don't know. yeah. I would definitely say like I'm an indie artist. Um, I get told that I sound like Lana Del Rey. I get told that I have like jazz vibes. I would say I'm like more modern jazz, like definitely in the vein of Michael Bublé, but like a little bit more pop. Mm -hmm. um, so. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely equate myself and put myself in those kinds of buckets. I definitely, like, it's interesting. I resonate with people on a very broad spectrum. Like, I have people that are, like, 18 years old that love my music, and then I have people that are, like, 45 years old that love my music. And I think it's just because I've really brought two different styles of music together, which yeah. is, like, that lo-fi, which, like, every creative ever is, like, <laughs> I added to this music, and then, like the jazz very much resonates with like with an older audience so yeah I think it's cool that like 
you can reach like different people whether they're 18 or 45 like you said it just like I think that's really cool because you just have like a wider audience yeah well and the cool part is is like I ended up favorite moments the reason that blew up is because I had a TikTok blow up that I promoted it with and uh if I there's like a post that I made recently on my Instagram you can go and see it it's like that song has been listened to all over the United States like and when I say all over the United States I mean all over and it's actually kind of wild how many people have listened to it and just in like such different places in the world so it makes me it's like one of the cooler like accomplishments as a musician I have it's like oh one of my first songs is like nationwide like that's dope yeah, that's super cool. So um, what kind of zone do you usually get into before writing a song? So honestly, my music is very like moment inspired. So like I'll be thinking about something or I'll like really be um, motivated by something. Like I have a new song that I think is going to be a bomb. Um, <laughs> this, me and my my uh, music men, I'll call them music men. I'm trying to get out of the habit of calling guys boys. I think <laughs> um but like my music men the other day they said something that really ticked me off and like not like anything personally to me but they were saying something about culture and I was just like what the fuck what is culture and like what has culture ever done for me and I was like I was like I don't know whose culture you're operating because I operate by my own culture and so I wrote this song and I was like what is culture what are the streets what have they ever done for me goodbye boy goodbye boy goodbye boy goodbye boy and I just like the way I wrote that was like I was like frustrated then I was like I'm gonna turn this into a song and so I pulled up like some lo-fi jazz on YouTube and I like just wrote it and honestly I think it's gonna be such a bop and it's gonna be the next one that I write and I still have to tell them that I wrote it about them (laughs) can't wait to hear it (laughs) um so like when you write songs do like how long does it usually take? Like, I don't know this process at all. So like, does, like, do people write it in like one sitting? Does it usually take longer? So I think for every musician, it's different. Um, I, I've had music sometimes sit in a bucket for years and I've sometimes have been able to plow it out in a month. So like Tub of Lonely, which comes out on Valentine's Day. I don't know when it's going to get released. I was going to say Sunday, but this will <laughs> be somebody else's Sunday. Tub of Lonely was actually a totally different song when I first wrote it. And like, we had like rough track and everything but there was just something that didn't sit right about it with me and I didn't like the way it sounded and so like one day over Christmas break I was up in Erie Pennsylvania with my sister and her family and I just rewrote it I was like this needs to sound different and it needs to be different I was like this is not what I want it to be and so originally like I had like a totally different song and maybe one of these days like I'll be like this is what it was supposed to be this is what it is now um but I wrote to the lonely early last summer and it's just now coming out uh, on valentine's day so like music in general takes a lot longer than you think it would have made like would take Mm -hmm. because like there it's just like it's the writing process which takes at least a couple of weeks once you like really sit down and do it and you have the production process which takes at least like three to four weeks and then you really need like about a month and a half to like really like work on the promotion of it, like the half of a month just to like plan it and like get mm-hmm. all the stuff you need content wise. And then another month of like submit it and so it can be distributed and market it. So, and this is process. all stuff I've learned by <laughs> process and like elimination and experimentation. No, I love that. So like when someone is sitting down or wherever they are and listening to your music, like what kind of vibe or feeling do you want to 
you want them to feel? I think with every song, it's a little different. Um, I, with this, it's kind of my EP. With this EP in general, it's called Defining Moments. And I think what I just want is people to be able to relate to it and just be like, man, I feel that. Like, I have definitely had that moment that makes sense to me. With the album that I'm writing, which is the first, this is the first time I've ever talked about it. It's like nowhere near completed, but we'll probably start on it earlier this summer I want people to like go through a journey with me um and it's really a spiritual journey that I've been through and so it's like it's not like a Christian worship album or anything like that (laughs) it's like it's very much like coming from like the darkness to like a place of understanding and light and purpose and so I think for every piece of music it's a little bit different but every piece of music that I write I hope that there's a realization in it for people that they're like damn I feel that and I also want that realization like that's what I'm looking for no awesome so I've seen that you've created some music videos and I think the the one that's coming out on Valentine's Day I think you did one for that one too right so I haven't I what I did for that one is this one the way that I'm doing it is just a little bit different in terms of the music making process now is I because I was originally a content creator and a marketer I went really heavy in the beginning with my music on creating music videos and doing that type mm-hmm. of stuff because I just really wanted to do it. Um, and I wanted to do all of it to see like what it was like. Um, and now I realize that trying to do that all in a month is really, really hard. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, but um, Tub of Lonely, I decided that I was going to do more micro content and promote the heck out of it rather than spend all the time on making one music video. Mm-hmm. And so... I've been able to consistently promote it every day for like the last two weeks. With the music videos, I only had the energy to like promote it like once or twice, which was not the intent. And I think anytime you do anything as an entrepreneur, as a musician, whatever you're doing, it's like you have to have a goal and then you have to ask yourself like, what are the steps in achieving this goal? And like everything you do, is it actually going to get you the return on investment that you're looking for, which is what we call ROI. Um, so looking back at the first couple of songs I did, even though it was great, it was beautiful. People were like, wow, like (laughs) it didn't have that mass impact that I was looking for. And so with Tub of Lonely, I've done a lot better job of, okay, I've got the content. I've done TikToks and reels. I have scheduled podcasts to talk to people about it. Like I've really gone heavy on the promotion side of it. And if it does blow up, then I'll have the ability and the credibility to walk into different partners and brands and say, Hey, I want to make a music video out of this. Will you partner mm-hmm. with me on it? So one, I don't have to spend as much money. Yes. And then <laughs> two, I'm able to, uh, you know, collaborate more in which the best thing that you can do as an artist, in my opinion, is collaborate with people and like work with people and figure out who you want to partner with long-term like my music men, uh, there are people that I want to partner with long-term. And so I've invested a lot of my soul and time into not only developing um, my music with them, but developing the group as a whole organizationally and as a business. Awesome. Yeah, no, I understand completely. So clearly you do many things. Um, (laughs) How do you stay organized and on top of everything? Yeah. So for me, there's been a lot of different things that I've tried. Um, if there are things that I can swear by as like organization in time. First of all, I don't tolerate when people say like, 
oh, there just isn't enough time in the day. Um, and the reason I don't tolerate that, and I always send them a video, is there's this TED Talk. And uh, if you just type in time management TED Talk, it's by this blonde woman. Um, and <laughs> I couldn't tell you her <laughs> name. But I send it to everybody that tells me that because really – there's so many hours in a week, even past sleep, past school, past work. Like there just is so much time and that we let slip by. And so ever since I watched that video, it really changed the way I thought about the time that I spent. I'll be honest though. I used to be an overworker. I used to work from like 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. And that's why one of the reasons last year I got so sick was because like, I was not treating myself well. And so this year I've kind of focused on, okay, what is the balance? Like mm -hmm. what should I be doing and where should I be spending my time in order to achieve the things that I want to achieve and still live a happy life? And so the things that I swear by are that TED Talk video. So go watch that. Um, I swear by my calendar, my Google calendar. I use Calendly. Um, Calendly mm -hmm. is a little it's a free service you all you do is like set up like when you want to schedule meetings da, 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 da. I have like an hour meeting I have my creative business strategy that I have on there um, I have like alignment meetings um, and also alignment meetings I swear by that as well uh, alignment meetings are like 15 to 30 minute meetings that you set up with people if they want to partner with you on something or they want to talk to you about something you give them 15, 30 minutes of your time. Um, and then they also give you 15, 30 minutes of their time. It's a two-way street. But it allows you to get to know somebody before mm -hmm. you spend a ton of time with somebody. Because I have had a lot of meetings where people, the nicest way possible, they think that we can partner on something. But in reality, like, there is no benefit to me. They just want to use me. And I'm like, yeah. No, I love you. I think you're great and I want to support you. Let me repost your post. But like, I'm at a point in my life where I know what my goals are. And if you're not aligned with my goals, if you're only here to tell me about your project and what you want to do, like, it's just not going to work. Mm -hmm. No, I feel that. I, it like definitely has to benefit both people. And if not, then like sometimes there's really no point to it. Yeah. I also use the notes on my phone a lot. Um, this is a new development. I have a Google Drive organizational system that I still use. Um, I use the notes on my phone a lot. And then I recently started doing video thoughts. So I'll do like video thoughts for myself where I just like, I'm like, you know, and it's more like a video journal, if you will, just so that I can like verbally process things. Cause as you can tell, I talk a lot. <laughs> so like for me, it's like just a way to kind of get my thoughts out without having to like sit down and journal, especially cause I drive a lot. I do most of my work from my phone. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I've never actually heard people like doing video thoughts, but that's actually like such a good idea. Um, so how do you like make sure you also have time to relax and focus on you rather than working like 24 seven? So I think life comes in seasons. Um, right now I am in a personal growth season where I've had to just step away from the office and step away from things. Um, and I just have to know that like, for me, my source comes from God's source, universe, light, whatever you want to call it. Um, some people call it the cosmic being. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> I just have to know that my source comes from that. And I just know that I'm in a place in my life and a season of my life where I'm like, I really need to focus on my heart. 
and my traumas and things that I've gone through in my life so that I can become a better person. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at in this season of life. But I mean, I think it's just being really honest with yourself about like, how am I feeling? And then arming yourselves with the tools and knowledge and the foundation to deal with those things. Like I just posted on my Instagram today about how the last 48 hours I was kind of going through a little depressive episode Cause like, and I know it was depressive cause like yesterday I took a nap in the middle of the day and I never do that, but I took a nap in the middle of the day and I was like, why the freak am I so sad? And it was because I was having to clear out a lot of things from last year that I didn't like about my life. And I was like trying to really like say no to them, but it was hard because of a lot of my like pride and my ego. Yeah. And so I was just emotionally going through a lot. And so, but I have a great mother and she was <laughs> like, Hey girl. Like, you just got to know who you are, remember who you are, and know that, like, those things don't define you. And I was like, you're right, mom. Those things don't define me. And that kind of got me on my ass again. I'm like, I was like, all right, cool, let's do this. Like, I'm ready to take on the world. So tonight after I get off this thing, I'm going to journal out, like, this mastermind plan that I have for the next couple of quarters of business. And I'm excited about it. Love that. Well, enjoy doing that. (laughs) Um, And the last part of my podcast, I asked people on Instagram to ask you questions and I picked Mm -hmm. two of my favorite ones. So the first one is how did you know or when was your like starting point of like you knowing that you wanted to start your own entrepreneurship journey? I think that I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but it took a little bit of, honestly, the first job that I had, the boss sucked so much (laughs) that I was like, this can't be how to be a leader. Like, this can't be like it, you know? And so, and I knew I wasn't meant for corporate because like, if there's one thing I realized working for somebody else is that I suck at working for somebody else. (laughs) No, I feel that. you suck at working for other people, maybe you're just meant to be an entrepreneur. (laughs) so true. Yeah. So I think that was definitely one of the main things, but the more I began my entrepreneurial journey, the more I realized how much I love just having control of like my time, my schedule, what I create and what I put into the world rather than being told that like, oh, this is all you're good for. No. Yeah. No, I feel that. And the last question is, do you have any tips on starting your own business or a music journey? Oh man, tips for starting your own business or music journey. So if you're going to start a business, make sure that you understand why you're doing it and what need you're serving. Um, And when I say what need you're serving is you should probably be a part of a community already and have figured out the need. So like for me, when I started how to be social, like I was just kind of servicing people in general and I was kind of like anybody that needs it. But the more and more I got into it, I realized that I had this community of creatives that needed to learn how to do business. And ever since then, I've kind of been on this hunt for, okay, how can I service that community? How can I be good to that community in the best possible way and still light me up at the same time? Mm -hmm. So definitely business understand why you're doing something and the need and the community that you're serving. Um, Music, if you're going to do music, I would say start from a place of just desire of wanting to create something and make music and then start learning let that passion fuel the technical side like right now i'm learning more about piano i've gotten a vocal teacher i have started figuring out more of the harmonies and like really understanding the technical side and the vocal language and the music language so that i can communicate with my producers and i can communicate with the people that are in the business 
um, so that I'm actually intelligent when I do it. <laughs> not that I'm not intelligent, but like it really is a whole other language. Yeah, no, completely. Um, so that is all I had for you today. So thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. Before you leave, do you want to shout out any socials or links where people can find you and listen to your music on? For sure. Um, so I'm Creator Jewels on every- blah, blah. <laughs> Creator <laughs> Jewels on everything. Um, and that's creator, obviously, like Tyler, the creator, except backwards, <laughs> creator jewels, J-E-W-E-L-S. Um, and if you want to support me on my music, I have my new song, Tub of Lonely, that comes out this Valentine's Day. I'm super excited about it. Um, so make sure that you tune in for that. You can pre-save through the link in my bio on Instagram. I would love to connect with you guys on Instagram. That is my number one platform. I also do a bunch of other stuff, but that is definitely where I communicate with people the best. So yeah, that is pretty much all I got for you right now. Oh, one last thing. If you want to be part of the Creating a Creative Business Seminar and make money doing what you love, you can also DM me on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so much once again. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really, really, really do hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, please don't forget to go follow Creator Jewels on Instagram and to check out her music. Literally, guys, I'm telling you, you will become a fan in an instant. And if you want to check out my stuff and you want to support me other than listening to the podcast, I would love that. You can go follow me on Instagram, either at Behind the Girl Boss or at It's Amanda Wan. You can also follow me on YouTube, It's Amanda Wan. We're manifesting 10K this year, so let's speak it into existence 10K for 2021 on its amanda one youtube channel and don't forget to subscribe or follow this podcast wherever you're listening to it on i would really appreciate it and if by chance it be apple podcast please leave me a review reviews really help because there's no other way to kind of get your podcast out there other than reviews and promoting yourself so i would really 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 appreciate it so thank you guys so much once again and i will hear you next time